you want victory, you can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder of Weirs Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. You would please open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. This morning we are in verses 13 and 14. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. This is God's Word. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. May God grant his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. That's a pretty short passage. I mean, normally, Pastor Wood, you you read longer passages, and and uh, and and then if we don't get anything out of the sermon, at least we got something out of the scripture. But uh, this morning, you just just giving us this little couple of verses, uh, thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, because it's too easy for us to skim over what Jesus says here. And this is God's word to us. Jesus says there are only two alternatives in life. Just two options. How many of you like to go to a restaurant where they've only got one or two choices? You know, I mean, it's, it's either this or this. Don't you like to go to a place where you could get this, or you could get this, or, or you could get this, or you could get this? Lots of choices. But Jesus says, in life, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, young or old, doesn't matter what continent you live on, doesn't matter who your ancestors are, regardless of all those things, there are only two options. For you, for you, for you. Just Two options. Okay. Well, wait, that's not all. It's not just that you've got a choice between two options. It's that the outcome of that choice determines everything else. Everything else. Because one road leads to destruction. And the other leads to life. Point number one this morning. There are only two options. There is no third alternative. I've I've been around a while. And I've been in ministry quite a long time. And I've dealt with so many people from so many different backgrounds. And I can tell you this. 
the majority of the people that I've dealt with over the years are looking for a third option. I mean, they don't want to go to hell. That's just definite. You know, I mean, if, if hell is real, I definitely don't want to go there. I certainly wouldn't want that. I mean, you know, I don't know exactly what hell is like, but whatever it is, I don't want to go there. But as far as really following Jesus, eh, I don't really want that either. In fact, I'm not so keen on the idea of heaven. My, my notion of heaven is, is, you know, I mean, I've seen cartoons, and, you know, it's, it's older people sitting around on clouds playing a harp. I mean, that just seems like a bore to me. And I, I, don't, really, I don't really want that either. So isn't there a third option? Can't you give me a third option? Well, first of all, let me tell you this. There is no third option. But your idea about hell, no matter how bad it is, is not nearly as bad as it is. Got it? It's worse than you can imagine. More horrible than anything that your mind will let in. It is a place that was designed for the destruction of the devil and his angels. And people who follow him in his rebellion against God end up being destroyed with him. So our suffering is just then like, you know, we, we go through a really tough time and then that's it, it's over. Actually, no. The way that Jesus describes it, and, and please understand, Jesus says more about hell than anybody else in the Bible. The way Jesus describes it is eternal torment. Well, that just seems over the top. Yeah, because in your mind, you're not that bad a person. Well, no, I was thinking more about my Uncle Charlie. Well, I'm telling you, we don't comprehend how bad hell is, in part because we refuse to acknowledge how bad we are and how much we deserve God's wrath. All of us, day after day, saying to God, ah, no thanks, I'm going to do it my way. God is the creator of the universe. He owns the place. He made us. And so for us to say to him, mm, uh, just, just leave me alone, let me do my own thing. Outrageous. We deserve God's wrath. Okay, so um, hell is worse than we think? Yeah. Heaven is better than you think. It's certainly not a bunch of old people sitting around on clouds playing harps. That, that is just, that is, that's not just bad PR, it's an outright lie. Okay? That is, that is not in the Bible. It is in cartoons, but it's not in the Bible. It is not true. Heaven is going to be more wonderful than anything we've experienced on earth. And not just because our circumstances in heaven will be glorious, to use the right word for it, but because we will be glorious. We will be like him. What love God has shown for us that we should be called his children. 
And that is what we are. And it doesn't yet appear to us what we shall be, but we know that when he appears, we'll be like him. And we'll see him as he is. Amazing. Better than we can imagine. Again, I repeat, not just our circumstances in heaven, but us. We're going to be better than we can imagine in heaven. We can't picture ourselves that way. Like, well, I, you know, I'm, it'll still be me, right? It'll be the you that you didn't know. It's going to be so much better than you can imagine. And those are our alternatives. But there is no third alternative. That's point number one. Folks, you may be listening to this broadcast from miles away from Wares Valley, miles away from East Tennessee, and be shocked to learn that Wares Valley Ranch is helping children from families all across the country, even where you are. That's right, where you are. We've helped children from California to New England states, all across the Southeast, up in the Midwest, all over the U.S. Now, I tell you this because there may be a child in a difficult situation in your community. And if you become aware of a situation, you're welcome to point them to us at wvr.org. It can be a tough conversation with a family member, so please call us if you would like guidance on how to approach them. It could mean the opportunity of a lifetime for a child in crisis. To reach our admissions office, you can call 865-429-0372. To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is Point number two, you can't stand still. It's not just a gate. It's not just an entryway. Jesus is talking about a gate to two different ways. Look again at what he says. Enter through the narrow gate. Enter. That means you don't just stand there and look at the gate. You go through. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Broad is the what? The road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only if you find it. You and I are not... Regardless of how we feel, regardless of what we want to think, we're not just standing still. We are moving. We are moving through life. Time is passing. The question is, what direction are you going? Because you're moving. Francis Schaeffer compared this truth to the Continental Divide. I grew up near the Continental Divide in Western Carolina. As you are coming up from Old Fort, North Carolina, up the side of the mountain, you cross a point at the top of that climb and start heading down the other side. Ridgecrest is on the right. Soon you're in the town of Black Mountain. Then you can turn right and go up to where I grew up, Montreat, or you can continue straight, and you'll go into Asheville. 
all the water that you pour on the ground in Old Fort ends up in the Atlantic Ocean. It all goes there eventually. Now, you can't see the ocean from Old Fort, but that's where the water's headed. If you take a bucket and you pour it on the ground, it's all going to go eventually into the Atlantic. Water on that side of the Eastern Continental Divide goes to the Atlantic. If you stand in the same spot on the Eastern Continental Divide and you put water in this direction, it goes to the Atlantic. If you pour water in this direction, it goes to the Mississippi River and goes down into the Gulf. Huh. Well, now, wait a minute. I mean, can't some of the water from this side find its way back over? In it? No, mm -mm. doesn't happen. Can't happen. Because there's a divide. So there are only two alternatives? Yeah, that's it. It's a dividing line. Jesus tells us you can't have it both ways. You cannot stand still. You are either moving toward glory or you are moving toward destruction. Those are your options. Oh, I don't like that. Well, <laughs> tough. We, we don't get to just make up the rules of the universe. Oh, I think I ought to have a say in this. Well, the say you've got is, do you want to go through the narrow gate or the wide gate? Well, it looks like, looks like most people are going through this gate over here. Well, that should be a warning to you. Because Jesus said, the one that the most folks are traveling on, that road, that, that's the one that leads to destruction. So if you want to fit in, go with the crowd, be popular, you know, get along, just be normal. When I was writing the handbook for the ranch many years ago, our first version of the handbook, we, uh, we had to hurry and get a bunch of stuff done in order to be able to get a license from the state of Tennessee so that we could admit our first children. And one of the things we had to have was a handbook. So I asked um, the director of the Tennessee Baptist Children's Home if we could look at his handbook for his licensed organization and, and you know, kind of use that as a template. He said, Jim, you can quote, you can paraphrase, you can revise, you can do anything you want. We are so grateful that you're starting the ranch. Go for it. Well, we did at times quote, and we put in the foreword that we were indebted to Tennessee Baptist Children's Home for letting us use their materials and developing ours. But let me tell you, we had to revise some stuff. Because one of the things they said in their handbook, and this is not to criticize them, this is just to tell you kind of our mindset, was that they wanted to help young people from difficult situations have a normal childhood. And I said to my wife, honey, we can't use that. Because I don't want the kids who come here to have a normal childhood. I don't want you to be normal. When I was pastoring on Cape Cod, I got a telephone call. I was awakened in the morning. The telephone call from a guy who said, 
are you the Baptist preacher? And I said, yes. I was the, we were the only Baptist church in town. He said, well, I need to talk with you. I, I'm working down here on the Cape for the summer, and I'm, I'm a Baptist, and, uh, and, and I've just I've got some questions. And he began to describe certain things that he was feeling and certain things that he was doing and certain events that had happened. And his question, as he would describe these things, is he'd say, is that normal? And I said, yes, that's, that's normal. He said, well, let me ask you about something else. And he told me about something. He says, is that normal? And I said, yeah, that's normal. And he asked me about something else, and he said, is that normal? And I said, yeah. I said, that's normal. I said, but I need to tell you something else. Going to hell is normal. Most people are on the way there. Jesus said the broad road is traveled by many, and it leads to destruction. The narrow road is only found by a few, but it's the one that leads to life. And I said, you have asked me question after question after question, wanting to be sure that you're normal and that you're behaving normally. And I said, you are, but you have not asked me one time, do you think that that honors God? Do you think that that's pleasing to the Lord? I said, if your goal in life is to be normal, you're doing a good job. And you're on your way to hell. And what I pray is that you will repent. Because I don't want you to go to hell. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus says, the broad road is the one most people are traveling on. The narrow road is the one that leads to life. So I ask you, which road are you on? Which road are you on? Oh, I, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Well, you're on a road. You're moving. You're either drawing toward the Lord or drawing away from Him. You're hearing the gospel day after day after day, not just in chapel, in the homes, and God's Spirit is speaking to you. And the question is, are you just enduring the truth, or are you embracing the truth? You're either headed toward glory, or you're headed toward destruction. Be honest about the road you're on. Point number three. In John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10, Jesus tells us that he himself is the gate. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Did you hear what he said? The broad road leads to destruction because Satan is out to destroy you. 
He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He knows he's headed for destruction, but he wants to take as many people with him as he can. And there's going to be no party in hell. A lot of people picture it sort of like a big music concert with all the great musicians who died of drug overdoses down there leading the party. No. That's not hell. Hell is a place of horrible agony, torment, darkness. Everything good in this life is missing. Because you're cut off from God. And let me tell you something. Everything good in this life comes from God. He's the giver of every good and perfect gift. So hell is not a place that anybody is going to be enjoying. Not even the devil. He's not in charge down there. He's being destroyed. But Jesus says that while the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. The devil's going to try and tell you that if you submit your life to the Lord, he's just going to take away everything beautiful. Not true. He's a liar, remember, and the father of lies. How did he con our first parents into disobeying God? God had warned them, don't eat the fruit of that tree or you'll die. Satan said, you won't die. God's just saying that because he knows that if you eat that fruit, you'll be like him. Doesn't that sound good? He's a liar. And when they disobeyed God, they experienced spiritual death. Suddenly they were ashamed of themselves. They were alienated from each other. And when they heard the sound of God walking in the garden, they ran and tried to hide. The devil's out to destroy you. But you're not standing still. You're on a road. And you're moving. Are you moving toward the Lord? Or are you turning away? In John chapter 14, Jesus says, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You've got two alternatives. When I was a kid, we sang a song. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. I'll follow him. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back. I'll follow him. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. No turning back. I'll follow him. Have you 
entered through the narrow gate? Have you asked Jesus to save you? He, you don't have to earn it. You can't earn it. Just cry out to him for mercy. Ask him to save you. He will. He came to save, not to condemn. The reason he talked more about hell than anybody else in the Bible is because hell is real and he was giving us a way to not go to hell. He's the way. He's the way. So what road are you on? You're moving. Are you moving toward him? You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at wvr.org.